Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Lou Gowen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How was your weekend of playing Star Wars? Oh my god! <laughs> oh baby, it's like uh, when I have—I'm sure you have it when you go home and talk to your lady partner, and she's like, "What did you do today? Have you got any funny stories from people in the office?" All my anecdotes and stories since Saturday evening when I installed it and played it for six hours straight. I mean, I didn't go to the toilet. I mean, I... That's concerning. I needed to go, but I thought, hmm, I'll go after this bit. I'll go after this bit. And after a while, the need just went away. (laughs) I ate my dinner on my lap Mm -hmm. in loading screens. Oh, oh, I felt Davis. I have fallen hard for this game. Oh, Davis. I heated up my you dinner. Fluffy pig. <laughs> <laughs> I heated up my dinner and I thought, I'll just get to this bit and I'll pause it. And I got to the bit and I paused it and I ate. I was like, oh, that's a bit hot. So I started, nav- <laughs> <clears throat> so I started navigating around the menu, looking at some archive. Uh, you know, like how things are. You, you you touch something, it gives you a larger part of the story that doesn't really relate to anything. But it's interesting. It's very well written. So I would listen to those bits. And like a podcast as I was eating. And that slowly morphed into me unpausing the game and just playing the game. <laughs> and then eating a cold dinner oh, in the dear. loading screen. Yeah. Anyway, I get, whenever my lady partner asks me stuff, I lead with anecdotes from the game. I'm like, that's something BB1 would do. Oh, you've got to see my BB1. Because you get a robot that accompanies you around in the game, kind yeah. of like in Fallout 3, where he has a dog. And it just it, it climbs up there and sits on your shoulder. Adorable. 
As someone who used to have pet rats, I know that sounds gross, but they are quite adorable when they're not suffering from tumours or trying to hump each other, even <laughs> though they're sisters. Yeah. It, that's what they used to do to me. When, in the good old days, my pet, your rat, shoulder. my pet rat would, would climb up my arm and sit on my shoulder as I wrote essays at university. Well, that's quite... It was really sweet. Yeah. Just sit there. I mean, they're gross because they're rats, but... Sure. But, yeah, they're, they're actually... They're like large mice. That carry, you know, diseases. Not, and the likes. Not domesticated ones. They can, mm. but the idea is you don't let them run around outside. I just, I, I would argue there's only ever been one good rat in this world, and he taught some Ninja Turtles <laughs> how to be ninjas. Anyway, I've got a. I, I feel like BB1 gets me <laughs> in ways that your lady partner just never will, and fulfills me in a way. <laughs> That my loving relationship with my girlfriend of yeah. six years can't. Mm. Well, you know what's that's six... not. I feel or I feel immediately awful saying that. Six years, six hours. You know, there's a lot of comparisons to be made here. It's an excellent game. If it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, by the way, uh, eight out of ten, I think IGN literally gave it. Mm-hmm. I, it baffles my mind. For me, I don't play that many games. I only play the big, big ones or things that I used the, the latest version of stuff I used to play as a kid. Uh, and this is for me this year's Spider Man. I as soon as I picked up Spider Man last year, I devoured it. Mm. It's like it's like reading Dan Brown. Can't put it down, <laughs> but more fulfilling. Mm, yes. More rewarding. Well written. Well written. I, I, and genuinely, the Spider-Man voice acting, the the script, the story, the gameplay, that's a hell of a game. I'm, a, I'm in a quandary at the moment because mm. I've got this coming Friday off because of War Games. Because me and Laurie are doing the War Games live stream and then the, the videos that are going to happen after that. So the reviews and that. So I've got this coming Friday off work. Interesting. And... Oh, crikey, the studio just started to fall apart. And I'm now in a position where, you know, I'm going to be at home on my own all day long. So, do I... And we have got the copy of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because Simon got it for... Simon's copy. Simon's bought it for work purposes, but he's now on holiday for a week and has effectively lent it to me. Um, So I could play that all day Friday, but... I still haven't finished Spider-Man. And I still haven't finished Resident Evil 2. So should I be more inclined to play those games and actually finish them as opposed to just starting something else that I'm just not going to finish? I guess it depends what you think is going to unfold. If you really think this looks like something I can play and see through to completion within two months, get it? But if it's going to be cuz it, it I, I don't bring it up but it does hurt me to see the way you 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 unfinished games. I get anxious on your behalf. I've never I been can't a, read another book until I've finished. I've the never been a book. finisher though. Oh, like yeah. I've never <laughs> I've never been the closer. That's what they tell me. I um like even when I was a kid I just played games cuz I enjoyed playing them. Never right. with the intent of actually finishing them. If I finished a game, bonus. But really, I just enjoyed playing the games. Just look at Castlevania. Look at Castlevania, a classic example. I didn't finish the first Sonic the Hedgehog until I was like 25. Okay, so... And I got that game in 1991. So that's not something that really bothers you. No. Even when it's a story-based thing, you know, this is a very immersive 
character world. So Sonic the Hedgehog. So's Castlevania. Come on, man. They are just as immersive and story-driven as <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> and not. They are. I know you can make an argument, and I'm sure you could write an essay, and I might be thinking at the end of it, he raises some good points. But then if you listen to any gifted orator enough, you'll get you'll come away thinking, yeah, maybe there are lizard people out there. <laughs> it doesn't... Really? No. No? No. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Well, maybe, you know, maybe <sighs> I'll just play it for a few hours because I've got it anyway. So, I mean, it's an expensive few hours. If It's 60 quid. But I don't have to buy it. I've already got Simon's oh, copy. Good point. So I can good just point. I can just play Simon's copy of it. Simon's Quest, if you will. Castlevania mm. 2. Oh, he'll want you to start a new save file. That's fine because it's on my machine. I don't know how these things work. Oh, now you've got me questioning how <laughs> it works. Is it saved to the disc? Is it a rewritable CD-ROM? Yeah, I think you're right. It is saved to maybe Simon because he did warn me start a new save file, but maybe he thought I was going to play it in the office on uh, the office right. PlayStation. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, I mean because I suppose I might just delete the one that's here anyway. It's a bit of a rib. He's already customized the poncho. <laughs> uh, oh the- no! It's one of those things. Like, I don't want to get too... I don't want to get too involved in something. Like, I don't want to get to the point where, like... That's what this game is. I just want to play the game. I just want to, like, cut up some stormtroopers with a lightsaber. I don't want to spend hours customising a lightsaber hilt or designing what flowers go on your robe and that or what the shade of your beard. I just want to cut up some stormtroopers. From what I can tell right now, it's only cosmetic. The poncho, the lightsaber, the ship. But it's too much. I'm I'm not asked. Mm. It doesn't affect the game in any way. So don't make me spend a long time doing it. Well, you don't have to. That's fine. It's there. That's fine. That's what I was asking. Okay, that's, that's good. That's what I was asking. Because I, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's, uh, for a moment there, I thought you were offended by the fact it was an option. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't give me the option. Don't don't give me this free stuff. No, no, no. If it's something that you can just do without, cool. that's fine. Because I'm also of the school of thought, and this may get me some heat from the gaming community, I don't like earning new skills in games. Ooh. Well, that is, uh, you know, that's that's a part of this. Like with Spi- there is a knowledge tree. Like with Spider Man, mm. you know, you like have to learn new skills and that as well. I'm just pressing <clears throat> the the buttons and just being like, look, it's it's forcing me to spend these points. I'm just going to spend these points. I'm never using any of the things I've actually bought in here. I'm just going to keep using the same. But the same fighting style, but I'm, I don't, I don't need the new combos because I've already got combos that work. So yeah, I, but I've you've got, got cooler combos, like the one where you jump up and you can go and you, you spur everyone with your your web. Staff. So I've got that one now because that's that you get that quite early on. Mm. Don't need any more. I don't need a new one because I've already got one that's really good. So why okay. do I need more of these skills that I'm never going to use? Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I like it. <laughs> Uh, go subscribe to our video game channel, Screenstalker, everyone. Um, but we're also going to dive into this podcast now, and we have got some Rusev Hayes to get into in Rusev the outro Hayes. portion of this podcast. So we're going to be talking about this NXT quote-unquote invasion and just how it's played out over the last few weeks. Here is the show. Um, but you know this is the raw go home angle there's going to be no more raws for us to address this on I feel like after an incredibly hot start something that was pushed on them because of the Saudi Arabia travel issues 
But the idea that it was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT was announced on Crown Jewel. Yes. That, so that's been in the works for a while. So like, okay, you've probably got a good idea to do this. This is something that everyone always asked us to fantasy book. NXT invading the main roster. But true to NXT call-up form, it's just been a bit naff, hasn't it? The problem started as soon as it became about Triple H. For me, because at the end of this Raw, I wasn't thinking NXT's invaded the main roster. I thought Triple H has invaded the main roster. Yes. Because he's the one that's cutting all the promos. He's the one that is making all the challenges. He appears to be the one that's picking the teams for, for NXT, yeah. even though NXT hasn't picked a team yet. He's the one who's saying, now you come to our house and you do this and the other. The NXT guys and girls haven't really been given the mic time to be able to do that. Like There were no NXT promos on this show. Mm. Undisputed Era just feel like any old random faction now. Even like, which is frustrating because you had that amazing start to it with Cole and Brian, where in one night you made Adam Cole feel like the biggest deal in WWE. And then you cut, you know, four weeks later, he's just in some segments, barely name checked. And he's just, he hasn't got a match for Survivor Series yeah. currently. He's likely just going to be part of the five on five on five match. Uh, which is, you know, is being picked by Triple H. And according to WrestleVotes, the plan that WWE wants to do is to put Triple H on Team NXT, which even more makes it about him. And weirdly, for once, Triple H doesn't want that. Because Triple H gets that you yeah. don't want him to be the focal point. You want the NXT talents to be the focal point. But do you remember two years ago when Triple H was in the match and he won the match for both Raw and SmackDown? <laughs> yeah, I know. And he turned on Kurt Angle? Yeah. It is a, it's, it's, a real, it's a real shame. Let's go through what happened on this show. So this, this isn't a true go-home show. You've got NXT, which was set up to be very big. We'll get onto that shortly. And SmackDown, which I guess will be have all the big, big angles because that's the A show now and is the closest to Survivor Series but dates. They, they said on this show, it's kicking off Survivor Series weekends. SmackDown is now the new start to the pay-per-view weekend when it's a big time because you've got SmackDown on uh, Friday, NXT on the Saturday, <clears throat> Survivor Series on the Sunday. And, and then, then presumably Raw on the Monday as well. Whereas before, SmackDown used to be at the end of that cycle. Yeah. Uh, so this started with, uh, midway through the show, Seth Rollins versus Andrade. Yes. Big. That's exciting. And it was like, I think this is the way to make Seth cool again. You give him really good matches that go time. And this was a dead crowd, not a very good crowd at all. To give them credit, they weren't really given much to get excited by. But apart from Seth, the in-ring action, yeah, oh yeah, apart from. But they did get into that. Like I, I thought they was they would slowly work in. It was the brawl stuff that didn't really have any substance that they were mm -hmm. they sat on their hands for. And that and Buddy Murphy. Yes, that, that was unfortunate. <laughs> but um, maybe they just didn't hear the noise. <laughs> who, who is who that? Was that? Uh, but they, that this was. Seth Rollins was getting everyone to chant burn it down. Yeah. They were into this match. It was a great structured match. Because he started out with a mixed response. You can hear those boos that are creeping in for his entrance because people are not behind Seth at the moment. But because he's so good in ring, he's not the best he's not the best wrestler in the world, but he is so good at be at professional wrestling that he can get the crowd on his side. And he this is I, I don't want to say it's the best that Andrade's looked on the main roster because he's been there now for you know nearly two years and is still yet to do anything of substance. Um, and so I'm hesitant to say, like, oh, this feels like the start of something for Andrade. 
But it did feel like this was levelling up Andrade. <clears throat> so uh, the, the reason this was so well structured, first off, it was a good opening. And then Zelina Vega goes to do her usual hop off the apron, hit the Hurricane Rana on, on Seth. But Seth just yeah. caught her. Nope. And then just not powerbombed her. No, no, he just <laughs> went, he didn't Kevin Nash, he just, but, went, he just went, no thanks. Should have Kevin owens her. No more of this interference. Uh, but then she was ejected from ringside. And then all of a sudden, because that's quite a rare thing to happen in the Andrade matches, I think I feel like everyone was like, hey, yeah, all right. I, I certainly was. Yeah, same. And then Seth and Andrade had really, really good sequence of moves and, and near falls. The near falls in particular, actually. Really, really good. Then Seth's outside, he's tuning up the band, burn it down. And who should run in? <laughs> yeah. But uh, the Lucha House Party from SmackDown ran in to cause the DQ. Now, I know this isn't the NXT invasion, but it's all, it's all tied in. So, you know, we'll get to the other NXT invasion spots later. I was initially very excited about this. I thought Lucha House Party... I mean, they're jabrones. They're, they're portrayed as jabrones, even though, you know, two of those wrestlers there are some of the best high flyers in the world in Lince Dorado and Grand Metal League. And Kalisto's no slouch. Uh, they, I, they started attacking Seth. I'm like, hey up. We're getting an Andrade faction with them. I thought that as well until I saw them wearing the SmackDown blue T-shirts. And I was like, oh, no, they're on a different brand. We can't really do that now. Or, or just like, here's a SmackDown T-shirt and Andrade puts it on. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. That that would have been fine. I, I'm, what I'm saying is when I was watching this, I was like, as soon as I saw the T-shirts, I was like, ah. Oh. Because initially when they started doing the attack, I thought, same as you, we're getting the Latino world order that like various different people have talked about in interviews and stuff as a faction they would like to start. And then I saw the T-shirts, I was like, oh, no, it's just they're there to cause the DQ because it's Survivor Series. Mm. Yeah, So, but they got in the ring and they're sort of surrounding Andrade and it was sort of perfectly set up to be the, looks like we're going to attack him. But actually, we're all together. <laughs> but no, no, they just, they they just, just attacked, attacked him. him as well. Uh, it didn't set up um, SmackDown as a big threat um, for this, despite the fact it's supposed to be the A show. Because you had no Roman. You had no Chad Gable, Shorty G. You had no Mustafa Ali, no Baron Corbin. Like, that's four of your, your lads on Team SmackDown. Instead, it was... Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, Lucha House Party, Heavy Machinery. I mean, unfortunately, Cesaro, it's all essentially yeah. the SmackDown undercard were the ones that were doing the attacking. And that, that, that's, you know, we love Cesaro, we love Heavy Machinery, but unfortunately they have been portrayed as lower mid or undercarders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and just like, just from a tactical advantage here, the Lucha House Party are interfering in a Team Raw match this match, by the way, I don't think we pointed this out, was for Seth Rollins' captaincy yeah. of Team Raw. If you really want to screw with that team, just attack Andrade first. He now wins. He's now got the, the captaincy. Oh, what a bit of intrigue, a story thing we can play with. But no, it was. I, I brought this up in my uh, four-minute review, which has gone up as part of the larger 10-minute video, so go, go and watch that after this. But it's, it's spots and not substance. Yeah, which I think there was a lot of on this show, because this was a show of non-finishes, and this was a good example of a non-finish. And it was... There was a weird thing in this where I, when, I, when I was watching this show. I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to feel like I'm too negative on the show, because I actually did enjoy it for the, the in-ring wrestling in was In-ring was fantastic. fantastic, particularly in this match. But at the end of this match, you've got Andrade 
teaming up with Seth Rollins to clear house the Lucha House Pie, and you've yeah. got the commentators going like, Andrade is also Team Red. He's behind Seth Rollins. He believes in, in Seth Rollins as the leader because the commentary are really trying hard to make you think that Seth Rollins is cool. And then you've got Seth and Andrade going like, that was a really good match. And Seth says, yeah, we'll do this again down the line. And I'm thinking, why don't you just do it now? Yeah, finish the match. Finish the match. You've cleared the house of the, the <coughs> invading force. So just restart the match now. You could have done. Yeah. And then later on in the show, when Triple H is having a chat with Kevin Owens, and he keeps saying, no one on Team Raw cares about you. And I'm like, well, Seth isn't coming out. So yeah, I think Triple H is right. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, everyone's brawling. Everyone's getting beaten up on Team Raw. It takes Seth Rollins 20 minutes to eventually come out with the rest of the Raw locker room. And I kept thinking, where's Seth? Where is Seth on this show? If, if we can judge anything by the Alistair Black missing Buddy Murphy knocking on his door, those locker rooms are incredibly soundproof. <laughs> maybe. So maybe he just didn't hear them. Uh, but yeah, if you're trying to get Seth over as a babyface, which they very much are uh that's definitely the strategy here they gave him so many cheap local sports team pops yeah. i'm in boston this is a football team that i really like for uh bra- the boston crabs yes the boston crabs because <laughs> that's that famed for their mm-hmm. crab defense that's the one yeah got the ball in their hands and that they like he, he was doing all the cheap pop stuff and then to have him go out there and there be a non-finish and him not not take the noble step, if, if he's like, I'll fight all comers, to not say, actually, this was for something, let's finish the match, see who's the better man, and not to just walk away. Yeah, it's, it's a big missed opportunity. So it's bad. WWE are not good at booking baby faces. They have never been, uh, like, true, morally mm-hmm. upstanding baby faces, but it's become very, very problematic in the last five years. Can you give a shout out to some of the commentary in this match though? Because we had actually, Samoa Joe was on commentary uh, throughout the night. Very good. Very, very good. He even made a rah-rah joke yeah, in yeah. The, uh, during <laughs> this match, which made me chuckle. But also uh, shout out to King for one of the dumber calls of the evening when, you know, King not up to date on what the storylines and, and what the matches are. Vic Joseph is saying like, how are NXT, how is Team NXT which is likely going to have those people that are in the War Games match, how are they going to be able to face off against Raw and SmackDown when, you know, they're coming off a night of being in War Games? And King says, clearly not listening, ah, well, NXT's got the advantage. That's going to help them. Because in his mind, his answer was, Raw and SmackDown don't know who's on the team yet. He heard that bit and was like, that gives NXT the advantage. What, being in War Games the night before? One of the most punishing stipulations (laughs) in that promotion. So that was the that was the SmackDown invasiony bit uh, of Lucha House Party, <laughs> uh, and then later on we got Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre again, a match that doesn't really make sense because they're both on Team Raw. I, like really, if you're going to go in to a five on five on five match this Sunday, I think you want your team to be working on their tactics together, not. Well, let's iron out these issues that aren't really there anyway. So, do these two have issues? Uh, Drew McIntyre was Shane McMahon's second in the Kevin Owens feud, but they've dropped all that. So, yeah. I, yeah, look, there was no real reason for this to be here. But I don't care this match because was so good. this was a pay per view caliber match. This was absolutely awesome. They did everything. Death Valley drivers on the apron. It was just like a wild brawl. The Kevin Owens frog splash. Claymore. A, a, not a true kick out because very few people kick out the Claymore. It's such a protective move. But huh, 
the rope. Yeah. Got to the rope. The stunner with the rope move as well, or with the, the grabbing of the rope. This was just back and forth yeah. all throughout. And I was popping for these near falls so, so hard. This was absolutely fantastic. Drew even busted out the Future Shock DDT, which we haven't seen for a while. Like that was, it felt like Drew had to go back to his well, like into his bag of tricks in order to pick up a victory here because Kevin Owens kept kicking out of everything. I'd, I'd loved it. It got various different. This is awesome chance. Yes, yeah. And really, really properly as well. This was honestly, if you're going to watch one thing from Raw, make it this match and just do a Phoebe and don't watch the end because, well, there was none. And that really frustrated me because they're having this match. It's it's really kicking into its final sequence mm. now. We're, the crowd are absolutely rabid for it as well. All of a sudden, Triple H comes out. You cut to an ad break. You come back and it's just Triple H and Kevin Owens standing in the ring with some NXT lads on the outside. Drew's nowhere to be seen. No ruling of the match. The match effectively just stopped. Where did Drew go? Well, there's, if you look at the gallery on WWE.com, he just walks off. Why? Like, I, I don't know, like, uh, here you go, Triple H thing. It was just, it's really weird. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the Forgotten Sons, uh, Dominic Dijakovic, and what's Punishment Martinez? Damien Priest. Damien Priest. I had a bit of a concern that was Team NXT for yeah, <laughs> Survivor yeah. Series. I was like, oh dear, lads, how have you managed this? But they're just standing there like Triple H's henchmen. No, no, no real character. They're to not them, stars. Unfortunately, they're just henchmen. And it's just Triple Triple H does this, the thing about Kevin Owens. You know, no one has. You're too good for the main roster on Raw and SmackDown. They don't know what to do with you. You don't fit the mold. And I'm like, he was the Universal Champion that you handpicked as well to be Universal Champion when I, you screwed Seth. When Triple H came down, I thought, oh, this. There's a lot of context to sink your teeth into here because, yeah, of that, of that, of that history. whole storyline. Uh, remember what was it Alpha Squad or no uh, Ultra Unit Ultra Unit <laughs> him, and him and Joe oh, uh, the, one of the best factions that never actually happened <laughs> uh, and I was really looking forward to that because you know both men are excellent promos but Triple H just rattles off a bunch of stuff that sounds good but doesn't fit in with anything they've ever done, really. But I did like how they took what felt like real backstage stuff in that this company doesn't know what to do with you. You didn't want to go to the main roster. Uh, you were quite happy in NXT, but they took you away from NXT and then gave you nothing to do. But then actually sort of flipped that into being into a kayfabe world by saying Kurt Angle fired you. Mm. Shane McMahon fired you. No one's wanted you on the main roster. So I thought that was actually quite a nice flip. I, I quite liked the way that that structured. I didn't like it because he... Again, he won the universal title. <laughs> okay, I, I just say yeah. they didn't know what to do with you. No, you were the top champion for like eight months there. It's very true. I, 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 I didn't like any of that stuff. I thought it was too insider. I thought it's going to turn off a large part of the audience who don't follow all that backstage but stuff. But that's why I thought it was nice that they tied it into the kayfabe world of Kurt Angle fired you, Shane McMahon fired you. I, that's why I thought they did. it was mm. a quite a nice little turnaround. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter really because... There was no, this was never meant to be anything. That there, there was never like Kevin Owens didn't wrestle with his conscience. He wasn't given the microphone to say anything back. The Undisputed Era, sans Adam Cole, just came in and started beating him up. Yeah. I thought Adam Cole was there. Oh, was he? If, I thought it but, was only three. Okay, but then again, that's 
a real sort of damning indictment of how this show presented the Undisputed Era if we're sat going like, I don't even know if Adam Cole was with them. And I, I read Cage Side uh, Seats' review of the show and they said, well, maybe they're telling a story where Undisputed Era are like a rogue element and Triple H can't control them. And that, like they're trying to overexpect. And I was like, I did not get any of that. And if they are doing that, then no, that's a bad idea because that isn't the story. No, it, this felt like... And I, it was Triple H told, cut this promo on Kevin Owens and then it almost felt like he was doing it to lull Owens into a false insecurity so his lads could get in the ring and beat up Kevin Owens and then beat up any of the other Raw guys. Because it's not like Triple H was going like, no, don't attack him. I'm trying to have a conversation yeah, with yeah, him yeah, here. Yeah. And it was like, wasn't this the same thing with Seth? Where like Triple H said, you should join Team NXT and then had Team NXT beat him up. Um, because Seth did the promo the following week where it was like, Triple H stabbed me in the back straight away. Triple H is a very bad like manipulator of here. If he's being like, I'm manipulating you, psych. I'm, I'm, I'm already done. <laughs> well, 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 <laughs> I never, I never said you were manipulating me. It's yeah. I and and then like the raw guys run down the OC chase off the undisputed Team Wars, era. Our brotherhood, you know. And I, I hate you know, this brand. And anything with OC mark. and undisputed era, like that, that gets me going. That stirs my loins. I want it to be about that. I don't want it to be about Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. I just. But the more we're talking about it, the more I'm feeling that the men's NXT roster, because I must say, the women's stuff, I think, has been very, very good. I, I actually have no problems with the women's stuff. Shayna Baszler's been booked brilliantly. And Rhea Ripley as and well, Rhea when Rhea, she's yeah, turned up. Made her an absolute star on SmackDown. She maximised her minutes. I, I think the, the women's stuff has been booked very, very well. The men's stuff is severely lacking. And it just feels like Triple H is the Stephanie McMahon of like if if the NXT men's division is what the NXT women's division was in 26 2015 16 with Stephanie it's like here are my toys but the really sad on the main part, roster not actually in NXT but when when they when, when they're portrayed on the main roster yeah, yeah. it's like I'm this putting is you team into Triple teams. H totally and it's it's even it's more sad because i don't think anyone wants that i don't think Triple H is out there going this is exactly what i foresaw because it's not fitting in his remit of what he does in developmental. I would say that on the, the women's side of things, that triple threat has been done very well. Yeah. But I don't feel like the, the oh, five, the on, five, five on, five on five. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Because I don't think they've announced who's on the women's team yet. You can likely assume it's the, you know, the women that were there on SmackDown. Um, but at the same time, that raised up some questions as to like, why was Rhea Ripley and Mia Yim and everyone backing up Shayna Baszler when they're facing them in war games, you know, in, in a couple of weeks or this coming Saturday. Um, and then you look at like the, the the raw team, which wasn't announced on this show, but has been picked. They just sort of like they just for some reason just wouldn't tell us. And I had to go to WWE.com to find out who was in the team. Do you know who the team is? I do. It's Ricochet, Kevin. No, Owens. no, the women's team. Oh, Charlotte, Becky. No, Becky's in the triple threat. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's. Charlotte's the team oh, captain. Oh, Mickey Cross? No. He's on SmackDown? She's on SmackDown. <laughs> I'm just going to... Eventually, I'll get it. It's Charlotte as captain. Dana Brooke. No, she's on SmackDown. Uh, with Natalia, the Kabuki Warriors, and Sarah Logan. Well, that's good. That's what I, I mean, said. I said that on Twitter this morning. Sarah Logan's getting pay-per-view time. Where was she on this show? I mean, she's the first out. <laughs> she's the first person getting eliminated, unfortunately. So that kind of ties quite nicely into the last angle, the go-home angle for Raw, at least, which is how, you know, this has big implications for how NXT is going to be on Wednesday and War Games, really, 
where it was Randy Orton and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders. This was originally meant to be the Viking Raiders versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder for the tag team titles. Ryder and Hawkins won that right at a German house show. Yeah, I actually thought they were going to make that a thing, but no, it was just a just a way to bait and switch people. As I said, I'm convinced it's a rib. <clears throat> I'm convinced it's a rib on AEW, and your wins and losses matter. Uh, and it's just a way for them to set up AOP versus Hawkins and Ryder for next week's Raw so that AOP can get a quick squash win. Yeah, a- AOP took out Ryder and Hawkins, which means Randy Orton gets to be there and he chooses Ricochet. This was apparently meant to, like, you know, kind of set up like, uh, you'll see my ingenious reveal here. And it's, oh, it's the guy you're in a storyline with? <laughs> yeah. Who could have foresawn? King at one point said, these would be the most unlikely tag team champions in history, like as partners. I'm like, lads, you do this like every other year. You can't can't just say things like that. Braun Strowman won the belt with a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> Case in point. Uh, so Randy's trying to do this thing apparently where he's missed the Survivor Series. Big deal, I guess. <laughs> Uh, and I, I do tell that to his match he had against the uh, DX and Punk and the Hardy Boys, where they lost five nil. Mm. I do like the Autumn Ricochet stuff. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying that. Actually, I, I yeah. like the way that they're using the Survivor Series concept as the first part mm-hmm. in their longer feud. Yeah, like usually Survivor Series means, hey everyone. You can't actually have any storyline progression for a pay per view cycle. It's about brand loyalty now. But what Randy and Ricochet have managed to do is actually have a storyline that makes sense with where we are in the WWE calendar year. So I like that a lot. Uh, But this was nothing, really. It was just an excuse to have SmackDown stars start brawling backstage, then Randy has it won in the ring, and then loads of big-name SmackDown stars like the Lucha House Party, they're still here, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and Heavy Machinery and Cesaro run down to SmackDown's ACDC theme. In their blue t-shirts. It was just like the least intimidating invasion angle ever. Uh, And they run and they all start brawling. NXT come out, they start brawling. Then loads of NXT people come out. And they all surround the Raiders, Orton and Ricochet. Randy hits a bunch of RKO's, uh, but the numbers overwhelm them. And then the Raw stars come down. And then after all of that... Here's the Raw team captain, Seth Rollins, you know. Eventually, finally comes out, rah rah his way to the ring. Leading from the back, <laughs> like all great generals. <laughs> He's running Operation Human Shield. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, they're all having a brawl, and the crowd are deathly silent. It is shot so badly. Oh, my God, and Kevin Dunn's photography here is just, you know, crash zoom, fast cuts, completely nauseating. Uh, it just... Nothing was good about this. And this is the thing that we... I I mean, screw us for thinking it would be good, right? Because every NXT call-up has disappointed us quite heavily, I would argue. I can't think of a single one that worked for more than a a week Mm -hmm. or or at least a month. I guess the Street Profits. You know what? The Street Profits have been handled. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Nope, that's good. Um, But this, this is the NXT invasion. Why isn't it a bigger deal? Why does it just feel like... A third, a third thing that's been fudged in here, because I don't think they ever really cared. Yeah, they have done this because they want to. Fi- they want NXT to feel like a big deal. Now that it's on Raw and, and now it's on USA Network, so they're almost using Survivor Series as a way to get people to watch NXT. And you know, I mean, let's let's you know, let's call the spade a spade. Let's be honest about this. 
this is only really happening because of AEW. I feel like this is because if it wasn't for AEW, NXT would still be on the network. Yeah. Which means we wouldn't be doing this because they wouldn't have been able to tape all of the Raw Invasion stuff or the SmackDown Invasion stuff on during the NXT pre-taped stuff. So the only reason we're getting this is because of AEW. They're only doing this so they can siphon more viewers away from AEW. And so in that sense, I don't think they've really cared about this as a way to put over NXT as a brand. It was just a way to get some more main roster guys and girls onto NXT TV and get people to watch that show. Which is such an incredibly backwards way of booking. Why, why wouldn't you go, these guys, let's build them up on the main roster so we've got another really good brand? As opposed to the opposite way. Let's bring them up so we've actually opened up a kayfabe reason to send the real stars down. Well, exactly. And like it's evident in that it's Triple H. It's not NXT. NXT's not invading anything. Triple H and his toys are invading the main roster. None of the NXT guys on this show felt like anything special. They were just bodies. Mm. Pete Dunne was out there. Was he? Yeah, Pete Dunne was there. Oh. I, I, I mean, Matt Riddle was there. But like you wouldn't have known because they were just bodies that were there because Triple H was the one who was cutting all the promos and he was the one that's... He's the ring general of all yeah. this. Yeah. Why, why isn't this led by... I mean, who would you have lead this invasion? Well, this is the problem with it. It's because you would say like, oh, Adam Cole. But then why would Champa, Lee and Riddle want to side with Adam Cole? Totally. Because they don't like each other. And I don't like this whole it's brand loyalty stuff mm. because it doesn't wash when a month later you're back to feuding again. It's very lazy storytelling. Um, but yeah, th this during all this brawling, it cuts to Triple H in the gorilla position and he does cut a, a very well-delivered promo mm -hmm. that is essentially... I am opening the doors to NXT to anyone on Raw or SmackDown this Wednesday. Please come and watch the show. <laughs> because we, we lost quite badly to Dynamite last week. Can you imagine if Dynamite wins again? Well, okay, so this is the largest story. And I know people don't like us bringing up this mass, the biggest wrestling news story that's ever that's happened in the last couple of you know years. Which is, there is a competitor to WWE right now. And it has won seven weeks in a row in the ratings. Regardless of quality, that's what's happened. And it just so happens... which It does make sense, because it's a Survivor Series thing. It makes sense to have everyone on all the shows. NXT is going to have Raw and SmackDown stars. And it's going to be a surprise. I, 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 and I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for Wednesday's episode because I could, I feel like it could have a Raw After Mania vibe. That's going to be somewhat hindered by the place that it's in because it only, can only hold so many people. But those but, people are going to be rabid. But maybe that will be a kitsch bit of enjoyment because we're going to see, I don't know, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins in full sale. In full sale. sale. Which, which is, you know, like a very exciting visual which is, in my and it, mind. And it's weird because we've seen... Roman and Seth in full sale when they were in NXT, but now it's now it's Roman and Seth going back going back to full sale. But make no mistake about it: if Dynamite beats NXT again this week, even if it's just by ten thousand, this is a huge, huge defeat yeah. for WWE. I it, we I said last week that NXT had to win. In, not in a sense of it had to win. I just thought, oh, with all the Survivor Series stuff, I don't think Dynamite can compete with yeah. that. And then I was actually <clears throat> so surprised to see that NXT dropped as much as it did and Dynamite grow. 
But this week, I've, you've got to think that NXT is winning that ratings war. It has to, right? I, I really can't call it. I'm, I'm very excited to see. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, but let's get to our wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon. Uh, $25 a month or more to get your name shouted out at the end of the show with your own wrestling nickname. Thank you, he who is named Landell Branson. Nice, Whoa. hello. Harder than his bite, Sean Barksdale. <laughs> Asker's future husband and EOF one-man wrecking crew skin trade. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, damn, I would get this one. You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zjewski. Oh, I'm so bad at it. Brett the Hitman, Matthew Williams. <laughs> Killer Chris Phillips. Yeah. Nice. Infinite Crisis, Chris Junker. Hammer Man. I made these hammers. Dot, 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 dive, Dylan Cachetta. I like that one. It's one of my favorites. They drew first blood, not me. Grace Rambo. Nice. Yes, thank you. You sold out, Jay Sellers. You sold out. You sold out. Jonathan the Headmaster Headman. Nice. And lastly, Nate dropped surname. Thank you very much. Your 
super chats before we get into the rest of the show. A huge opening segment there, half an hour, because, well, we pretty much described the bulk of the episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, so on the NXT Invasion, Dustin Pylon has said, and then for some reason it cut to Triple H on the Titan Tron instead of showing us the fight happening inside the ring. WWE is frustrating sometimes. Yes, yeah, certainly can be. I mean, but to be fair, that was the best thing about the <laughs> end segment. I thought the brawl was pretty, you know, just lacking substance. Well, at least it was shot with, you know, one camera that was static. Yeah. Because at this point, Kevin Dunn shoots action the same way that he masturbates to porn. Um, Lots Jose, of crash ho- r- Rigorously. <laughs> exactly. Is there any other way? That's a Bill Burr joke. <laughs> uh, um, Jose Quinde, NXT invades, but didn't bring writers and storylines. <laughs> I suppose, well, Ryan Ward's on Raw, is he now? Oh, no, he's he's been bumped is entirely it, off of it? SmackDown, hasn't he? That's what I mean. I, th- I thought he'd been bumped to Raw. No, I think he's on leave. Oh, oh. I don't know if that, that that's... I haven't heard anything since September there. Kevin! So Triple H tried to recruit Kevin Owens. Undisputed Era jumps him. Triple H looked mad at Cole, so Cole was there. And then, nothing. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. WWE loves to not follow up on stories. Becky punched a guard. Nothing. Lucha House Party interruption. Nothing. That's a good point. I the punch from Becky was so cool. It was cool. I didn't actually think that that's a criminal act. <laughs> and WWE, in their own storylines, use that all the time for mm. suspensions. Becky this year was suspended, <laughs> fired, over and over again because of such things. Yeah. Uh, Kevin again. Also, what the hell was SmackDown thinking? Sending Lucha House Party, Heavy Machinery, and Rudolph. You guys are supposed to be the A show. You don't want to send your stars to put over Raw. Well, they'll they'll be on the house show. Well, yeah, quite likely. To, yeah. to get people in seats. Michael Dominguez, Team NXT, a former NXT champs. Kevin Owens, Drew, Rude, Joe. Yeah, and Seth. Uh, Joe? Well, Joe, I think he might have meant Seth, but it's... Yeah. It, and uh, Ricochet's the only one on the team who wasn't, but he was a <clears throat> North American champion. It's, I mean, that is a thing, though. Like, when I saw the Viking Raiders in there at the end, I was like, guys, you only got... You know, you've only just debuted. Yeah. Why... You were NXT why champions so not that long ago. <laughs> about uh, Raw. Ryan B. Bask in his glory, King Chopper Whopper. Adam Cole was there. He was in Triple H's face about asking why he wanted Owens, and Triple H was mad that Undisputed Era came in. Okay, so I mi- I kind of I must, must have, have missed that. Yeah, not picked up on that subtlety. Uh, or Andre Banks. Adam Cole was arguing with Triple H about recruiting Owens while the other members of Undisputed Era attacked Owens. Thank you for pointing that out. Wilson Simons. If NXT wins, should get one match on every pay-per-view from now on. Main roster guys get matches taken away from them. It gives everyone a reason to fight for their brand. Hmm. It's not the worst idea. At least it's something. Well, yeah, but it, that all this lacks actual stakes really does matter. Yeah. And if, like we said, we always say, the number 30 pick at the Royal Rumble. Yes, yeah. what this should be about. That the brand gets to hold a tournament for to decide who that is. Um, we'll just we'll finish these off, actually. Robert Olsen. Triple H looked a bit mad when Undisputed Era attacked Kevin Owens. Cole got in Triple H's face asking why he wanted Owens. To be fair, they didn't really stress it. Well, that's what I was going <laughs> to say was if, this, if that was the case, which obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm holding my hands up, I missed. I don't think they made a big deal of it. Mm. it it's not like the commentators were putting that over in future matches. Triple H didn't mention it at the end of the night and, and in for, his promo. And, and the Undisputed Era was brawling around ringside at the end of the show anyway. And for an NXT Raw and SmackDown invasion storyline, that's enough. You don't want to be 
creating fractured, confusing, contrived bits within NXT when they're the new guys. Do you know what? If you want to get that storyline over, <clears throat> give Cole a microphone. Oh, yeah. Have Cole cut a promo saying, why are you doing this? If that's your intended storyline, make it make a deal out of it. And then NXT can turn on Triple H. And then they can yeah, be by themselves. That'd have been great. Yeah. Then Triple H could have been on one of Team Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> to beat Adam Cole, pin him. Jose Quinde, NXT are waiting for war games before making the teams. Well, they, that means you're going to announce it on the Sunday? I, yeah, I just... It's it's not good. It's not the best. It's whatever the, the... Just the good version of this, this is far from it. Tristan Thorne, all I wanted was The Fiend <laughs> versus Brock Lesnar versus Adam Cole, and they couldn't even deliver that. There is no version of that match that where anyone's happy with a with the with a finish. I I agree. I, I would love to see that, but do I actually need to see it? And I think it's probably for the best that that's not being staged. Nate drops surname. They aren't sending Seth and Roman. Lucha House Party in NXT. LOL. Kalisto, That'll be Wednesday. Kalisto with his big NXT return. Former NXT Tag Team Champion. Kalisto. Can you imagine that the 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 remote controls all clicking over to Dynamite. Well, actually, when that's the I, mean, <coughs> I brought this up yesterday when we did our uh, Q-munity, uh Q and A portion of the uh, of good this. Pun, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, the uh, Meltzer had a write up about the NXT and AEW ratings. That when AEW goes to break there is an increase in NXT viewership. And when AEW ends, NXT gets like 100 to 200,000 people tuning over towards the last 15 minutes. When NXT goes to ad break, no one's switching to Dynamite. Mm. It, is, it is a WWE audience that will not watch anything else. Which makes sense. AEW's a new product. I, I think uh, everyone who watches AEW probably does watch WWE in parts. Yeah, completely. But not everyone who watches WWE watches AEW. Uh, right, so let's get on to... Actually, before we get on the play-by-play, let's do our new feature. What did you guys think? <laughs> so on the community tab this morning, I posted vote out of five for what you thought. Um, 53% of you thought this episode was average. That's out of 11,500 votes, so very comprehensive. And then next up was Core at 17%. So it kind of skews upwards, so about a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, maybe. and I think that maybe that's just because you've got the, the cool sight of everyone brawling around ringside. Yeah. Um, so this was in Boston. Becky Lynch opened the show uh, quite fittingly because it was last year. I can't believe that's a year ago. Becky Lynch getting blooded by that Nia Jax The man punch. was born. That was the moment that really turned her into a megastar that lasted, you know, four months. That lasted at least four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, she she's sort of... Where, where's Theo Madden? So he's selling his injuries. Still? Yeah. Oh, good on him. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize. I miss him on commentary. I, yeah, no, he's been. He yeah. was really good. Although I thought Joe was very good on this as a replacement. Yeah. So Becky said that she doesn't give a bollocks <laughs> about your brand supremacy. Good. I know. Which is great promo, Becky. Yeah. Uh, she wants to fight right now, and where better for an Irish person to <laughs> fight than in Boston? Yeah. She can say that because she's Irish. We can't say that. No. No. Instead, uh, the Iconics came out. <laughs> uh, Billy Kay said it was uh, they've somehow been left off the Raw Survivor Series team, which Peyton called a terrible oversight. Um, a, I didn't know they were on Raw, 
uh, and, <laughs> and B, even at this point, they still weren't telling us who was on the Raw Women's team. Yeah. So they all know? Was yeah, there they're... a memo? There's a WhatsApp group, surely. Yeah, they must have. They probably announced it on Twitter or something. But then out came Charlotte, uh, who cut a very heelish promo. Yeah, she so said, confused. She doesn't want to tag with Becky either, even though apparently it's going to be Becky and Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors at TLC for the titles. But Flair said, I don't want to team with Becky. Um, but somehow we keep being put together. By, and this is a quote, forces. So we can't say authority figures. Because we're the authority figures. We can't say powers that be, but we can imply that there's some strong force or some gravity. Universal forces. Thermonuclear forces. Are bringing them together. Electromagnetic. (laughs) They can't separate. So, uh, So it's a plot hole. Um, and then Samoa Joe came out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, he came out in a suit with these little, because he's suffering from an injury at the moment. He's got a broken hand, I think. Something wrist. like that, yeah. And he came out, and I thought, are they making him the GM of the <laughs> women's <laughs> not, not that as well. <laughs> but no, he came out for commentary. But wouldn't that be like, if that was T- old TNA, he would totally have been the GM. If they could not get hold of Brooke Hogan that week, it would have been Samoa Joe. <laughs> Anyway, Charlotte made Billy Kay tap in about a minute. Yeah, this, and this was all flair as well. Like, she essentially won that match on her own. Yeah. Uh, but th- this was all really just a thing to have Shayna Baszler with Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir come in, beat up the Iconics. Lynch and Flair are like, hey, up. And they get back in the ring and they all brawl. And the, the th- MMA horsewomen get the better of them. And then exit through the crowd. Flair and Lynch chase them. Security stops them. And Lynch commits assault. I think we're getting Ronda Rousey return at Survivor Series. Oh, I felt, yeah. I think Shayna Baszler is winning that match via Ronda Rousey interference to set up Horsewomen, Horsewomen at Mania. Yeah, and in that time period... <clears throat> we can have fires, firings, suspensions. People could be replaced in the match. Watch every single women's belt <laughs> slowly make their way to Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, mm-hmm. and Lynch. Because if they win the tag titles at TLC, then that's three out of the four. Sasha just needs to win the... Oh, and Becky's got the Raw. Yeah, they they only need the tag belts to complete the collection. Um, Yeah, I I very much thought that too. And it's a great idea. Mm, Yeah, totally. And as well, what's also great about it is because it's not been teased on television, it will be a really big surprise (laughs) if she does make a return. Because it's uh, Ronda Rousey, aside from every now and again where they were like, oh, Becky beat her at WrestleMania, never mentioned. She's never really brought up. So I think if she does return to Survivor Series, it will catch people off guard. Definitely. Um, the I had this running gag in my, in my review today. Uh, Caruso alert. <laughs> she was all over this show. Well, she, I'm not complaining. I love Caruso. Well, she had a big announcement to make. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. Okay, we'll come to that when she mentioned that bit because, yeah. But here it was Ryder and Hawkins. They're excited about the tag title shots, like to Brones, and then AOP beat them up. Then we got Umberto. Let's just breeze through this. (laughs) Umberto Carrillo took on Carl Anderson. It's the match we said should have happened before we got a shot at AJ. I've written here, this feud is booked backwards. Yeah. Like, because they, they cut a very good promo at the start. The OC did about how the Umberto is disrespecting them and he, AJ's not going to defend his title against him because he keeps disrespecting this team. Um, uh, and AJ says that Anderson's going to face him. He said it was a very, very funny promo. And Umberto then beats Carrillo 
um, via help from the Street Profits. Yeah, Anderson rolled him up, but the Street Profits turned the package aside to give Carrillo the win. It So it's not a strong win. Um, I think Carrillo's lost all momentum Completely. and no one's into it. But, you know, it's like Cedric Alexander said in that interview. You can't be buried when you're in a feud with AJ Styles because you're in the ring with AJ Styles. It just gets you over automatically. Oh, no, no. You, you, you were buried. <laughs> so it's a man in shell shock denial. There. Yeah. Cedric Alexander was on this show as well. He was part of all that brawl stuff, but we don't know. Uh, then uh, Caruso alert. Caruso alert. Here she is. They're talking to Seth Rollins. That's where they set up the Andrade match. Then we so, got. Well, this is when because Charlie said we're going to get a big announcement coming, so please stick around. And then they recap the Lana Lashley segment. I was like, oh, okay, that's where they're telling people to stick around. Don't switch the channel, folks. <laughs> I've got a big announcement coming up. What? Please stay watching. You say that though, but the live crowd. This was the most into anything that wasn't actual wrestling on the whole show. It is because they were so into the chance of Rusev Day. Rusev Day is a remarkably long-lasting gimmick that WWE do not want to be <laughs> a thing. Like, you'd have thought at this point, you'd have brought it back. Yeah. If everyone's still chanting it, you'd have brought it back and just have Rusev embrace Rusev Day again and do a whole loot line of merchandise where you can sell it again. Well, I believe he's leaving the company, but th- it will get a mega pop. Bobby Lashley, Lana, they're laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Who are you going to have defeat us? Maybe Bobby Lashley gets a second. Rusev's out there. And then Aiden English walks in. That could could be nuclear. That could really turn this around. And you just, like, reset. And it was just all a tortured way because English has the perfect reason for that. He tried to break up Lana from Rusev because... He thought he was, she was holding her back or something. That's, I can't remember. Yeah, that's actually good. He didn't want her to be part of Rusev Day. Yeah. You're right. It so, does so he, all tie together. So he faked the, the coming on and he tried to come on to her and stuff. But now he could say, no, this was always me. I was trying to protect you. Yeah. Bros. Bros. It could work. Uh, but anyway, this is still rubbish. Lana said she filed for divorce. And to make it a real, really believable, the the sort of restraining order they showed on the screen had their real names. <laughs> What's the point? Um, but actually, the, the file uh, for the restraining order was for 90 miles. So Rusev can't be within 90 miles of Lana. And then Bobby Lashley just gets into her ear and whispers something. And then she goes, 90 minutes. And then says, sorry, 90 feet. I'm, oh, I'm so, say minutes. Yeah, I I'm thought so, days. <laughs> so flustered. Yeah. Oh, she might have said 90 days. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, I'm just so flustered. Uh, the excitement of finance. I thought she covered herself very well. Yeah, but it was still a, a very parsec-based thing. You, <laughs> when you try and say a, a measurement, a unit of distance, and you say a unit of time. <laughs> uh, the I, I think what happened here, and Dave Meltzer has actually said this, there was meant to be a flub. She was meant to say 90 miles, and then Bobby goes, oh, no, it's 90 feet. And she's like, oh, it's 90 feet. I think that's because she would think Rusev would be nowhere near them but then he can turn up 90 feet away, perhaps in the car park, he destroys their car, mm. right? So like a little stupid yeah. angle like that. But because she said 90 days after that, it was just that that was actually, oh, okay. she was meant to make a mistake in yeah. the script, but then she made a real mistake. Uh, anyway, Bobby Lashley beat No Way Jose with the Master Lock. I've read the exact same thing. <laughs> I said he wins with the Master Lock. The, you know, the, Bobby Lashley was the first person to break the Master Lock. Well, and he learned you know, that skill so he could apply it better. It's a big, it's a big move, a big man move that Vince likes. So it just makes sense to give it to the big man. Yeah. Uh, 
Andy Snoglana in celebration. Uh, then we got the Andy Snogler and he. Oh right, sorry. I think it's, I, I, Miss Tatson was on this. Dreams, <laughs> Randy by name. <laughs> uh, then we got Seth versus Andrade. Then um, we got Buddy Murphy walking backstage, goes up to Alistair Black's door, knocks on it, and I'm like, yes! Yes, please. And he goes, what is, what is that? I challenge you to a fight. Yeah, but well, he tries to open the door and it's locked. Mm. And it made me think, why is Alistair locked the door? If he's been asking people for, you know, all this year to come into his room for a fight, why'd you lock it? Or have a saloon door. <laughs> Yeah, and and then like Buddy walks off, and then Black opens the door. Like, who was that? <laughs> Who's knocking on my door? And I thought they would do something that like ships passing in the night. Like these two want to fight each other, but they're just never in the right place, and the forces are not booking them in matches together. But no, after this, they just found each other in the hallway again. So Buddy had a very fun match with Akira Tozawa that yeah. unfortunately didn't really get over with the crowd. It was a real shame because these two were trying their darndest to get the crowd into this. And like on any other day, I think a crowd really would have got into this. Like Murphy caught Tozawa while doing a dive and hit a suplex on the floor. Another great bit of King commentary there when Vic Joseph said, have you ever seen anyone do anything like that? And King was like, what, do a suplex on the floor? Yeah, I've seen it loads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a great match. Murphy went over like quite strong at the end. Good, clean victory. They gave Tazara a lot. And then he goes backstage. Yeah, it, it was a perfect match in that both guys looked great coming out of it, I thought. It, it, Tazawa, it was the perfectly balanced offense, defense to make Tazawa look good in defeat. Anyway... Buddy goes backstage afterwards, knocks on Black's door, but Black opens the door before he can do it. Mm. Now, that's what that the, the first bit shouldn't have happened. Buddy Murphy should have had the match, and at the end of the match, you know, really good match, got the microphone. I challenge you, Alistair Black, mm. and he then walks backstage. And he's like, woof, 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 camera follows him, and you find a door that opens inwards. <laughs> Because first of all, he knocks on the door and he has to awkwardly stand back and then the door opens and then Alistair Black steps out for the stare down. You do it this way, there's been nothing beforehand. Murphy goes back there, is about to knock on the door, but it opens and mm. Black's just staring there. In his gear. In his gear. Trapped in the closet. <laughs> like that's, like, I, that, it, that's so simple. Yeah. But you, they, they had to have it run around a match, and it really wasn't as effective as it could have been. But didn't you know this? Because you also had Rowan cutting a promo to his mm. pet. Uh, the pet has gotten bigger this week. Yes, uh, Rowan then took on a local enhancement talent. Um, the Singh brothers and our truth ran down and chased each other around the ring for the 24-7 title. A title that only three people care about now, by the looks of things. Truth is scared of Rowan, it seems, so he didn't pin one of the Singh brothers for the championship. That happened after the show. Oh, did it? Truth is now the 24-7 champion again. Sweet. Um, but he seems to be scared of Rowan, and Rowan cross-bodied them all. It looked really good. And then he pinned him, and he walked off with his pet carrier. I'm still putting my money down that it's a cat. This... It's a, it's a re or if it's not a cat, it is a very cute pet. This is an incredible waste of all the really good work they did for Rowan. And it's it's such a shame. Mm -hmm. It's such a shame. And you know where I think this is going? Here's my bet. Here's an early 2020 bet. R-Truth and Rowan in a comedy tag team. Oh, no. No, surely not. Think about it, man. 
I mean, I don't want to think about it, man. It's happening. Um, I know. I'm, I'm sticking with my my prediction that it is a really cute pet because they keep putting over the idea that it's a scary animal. So it's not going to be scary. It's going to be something that's really cute, and that's the joke. That's the comedy. Not him being in a tag team with our truth. Although it is strange that they have had back-to-back segments together. The only way this can be good is if it links into the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, do you know what? Someone said this in the community yesterday, but I really hope it doesn't. Like, because Wyatt's doing fine on his own. Like, he Mm. doesn't need Rowan and Harper and anyone else interfering in it. Like, he's okay. Firefly Funhouse is fine and dandy as a solo act. I don't think he needs more Wyatt family stuff. Uh, then we got the autumn promo, uh, Owens versus McIntyre, which was truly magnificent. Yep. Caruso alert. <laughs> She's backstage again. She announces Carrillo will face Styles next week for the United States title. Who cares? And then here's Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman cuts a very interesting promo, recapping Brock's story from the last six weeks, insinuates that he's injured, which a nice storyline wrinkle gives Ray a little bit of a possibility of beating him. And then he says it will be a no-holds-barred match. Yeah, he said it's either going to be a miracle or a massacre. <clears throat> miracle being if Ray can beat him, but more likely it's going to be a massacre that Brock Lesnar beats him. I thought low-key this was a very, very good promo. Loved this. And follow that up with the Ray stuff afterwards. Oh, yeah. So good. So, so great. So why I think the Heyman stuff was particularly fantastic is because whenever Paul says, spoiler... Brock wins. Spoiler, Brock does this. The Beast, yada, yada, yada. It happens. But like, and that's, it's, it's, it's a really, prote- it's the protected line in a promo now mm-hmm. because it always comes true. It hasn't yet not happened when Paul Heyman says there's a spoiler part in the promo. Well, well we, we think he might have done the prediction it's a spoiler stuff leading into Mania. I don't think he did. Well, yeah, we had this discussion on a previous episode. We couldn't remember, and I think mm. some people said in the chat that it did happen. Okay. So I, I, I don't fully remember. Well, it's still real to me, damn it. And here he, he never says, spoiler, Brock's going to win. He says, spoiler, it's either going to be a miracle or a massacre. Yeah. I like that it's just, spoiler, two things might happen in this match. Someone <laughs> might win and someone might lose. <laughs> it could be applied to any match on the card. But, you know, that's, that's the, a testament know, to the man's greatness. I, liked, I didn't feel like that. I know, that. completely. And that's why I said I really, really liked this promo, particularly because of that reason. And I actually, I really like pushing it, the, the narrative that it's, it's either a miracle or a massacre. Like, that's really nice yeah. alliteration to, to, like, as, a, as a tagline for the match. I almost want it to be saved for Christmas season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got Ray Mysterio step in with Charlie Caruso. To Umberto Carrillo is just still standing there, by the way. Hey, put over Carrillo. But that was really nice. Ray, who would have thought, is doing the best promo work of his career. He cut, like he's like, he puts over Carrillo, Carrillo walks off, and then he just cuts a great promo on Brock holding that steel pipe. I love Mysterio. I thought Mysterio actually did more for Carrillo than anything in this AJ Styles feud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Made, made Carrillo seem like a really big deal, the way that he said, like, you're doing so much mm. for our community. And, like, they had to be spoken Spanish and everything. I thought it was a really, really nice moment between the two. And then, yeah, just cut this fantastic promo saying, like, the old Rey Mysterio would have won an apology. But this Rey Mysterio is not looking for an apology. He's going to win the WWE Championship. I'm going to do it for my son. What's the... So, Lesnar has faced since 2016 Goldberg. Uh, AJ... 
Brian. Yep. Seth, about 20,000 times. Roman. Oh, but just, just Survivor Series. Oh, Survivor Series, I'm thinking, yeah. like, Brock always has the best match at Survivor Series. Yes, yeah, true. So I'm, I, I think... You know, The Fiend versus Brian. You're going to get so much heat for that Brock Goldberg one, though. Oh, no- yeah, yeah. But I think we can all look back at that now as an absolutely inspiring No, you cannot! <laughs> uh, but the, the Fiend-Brian stuff is obviously very enticing. But I, I, the pessimist in me thinks it might disappoint just because it's a very tricky balance to pull off. I'm very also, com- also the lights are still there. I'm confident. Yeah, the red light. I'm confident in Brock and Ray having an excellent match. Yeah, I think that's my pick for match of the night. Especially with the no holds barred mm. simulation. I still think low key match of the night is going to be the triple threat, the Shinsuke Nakamura, Styles, yeah. and Roderick Strong one. Uh, then we got a, a video package promoting CM Punk on WWE backstage. We got a few of these actually. Yeah, the they night. did a couple of times throughout the night to say that, and it, they very very brilliantly said CM Punk has returned to WWE. Pause backstage on Fox. Yeah. Lovely because you can say CM Punk has returned to WWE. Slight little pause backstage, which is the name of the show. Uh, Asuka then took on Natalia. I was convinced this wasn't going to happen because they'd announced it uh. ahead of time. And when I looked at how much was left of this show, I was like, I don't think they're going to do that. Asuka Natalia thing. And just pretend they never announced it. Well, they hardly did. Uh, Kyrie distracted Natalia, and Asuka kicked her for the win. Yeah, this is, where, this is where I learned that they're teammates this Sunday. Right, right. So that is... And then we got the, the Viking Raiders versus Ricochet and Randy Orton match, which ended in the giant brawl. Overall, I gave it a three out of five, just because, honestly, the in-ring wrestling, I thought, was superb. So good. Uh, but everything else was actually very lacking. I was frustrated by the lack of finishes... Uh, in in some cases, I was really frustrated with the NXT thing. But then again, like uh, when people have said to us throughout the year, "Would you like to see NXT be part of Survivor Series?" I did say, and I'm I'm trying not to be like on a high horse with that. I told you so because I'm really not in that mold. But I, I did say at the time, I don't think anyone's going to enjoy it because there's no way that you can book NXT to be strong enough that people will get behind it, and for them to win a lot, which is what I think yeah. what people really want. I think it started off so well on that SmackDown episode. And perfect. It, and it, perfect is a great way to describe it. It started off perfectly. And you really made Adam Cole a star that night. And since then, it's just gone further and further and further downhill, the less they care. Hmm. And I still think it would be fun matches to Survivor Series, but this was not a good go-home episode for an invasion storyline. WWE, just, they're not good at invasion storylines. No. Uh, good at the start, <laughs> yeah. not, not the follow-through. So let's rattle through your s- s- super chats because there's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Van Sky, uh, what would this M? What would this M of Survivor Series title matches being winner take all? What would this emerging the tag titles mid card and women's belts could really help each division? I, I feel so. Uh, all the Survivor Series title matches would merge the titles, and that won't work because the brand split. I guess. Yeah. Uh, which I think won't be in effect for much longer anyway david weekly triple h to turn on nxt confirmed future nxt champion that's what you want over mania weekend it's not it's adam cole versus triple h i almost want that to happen so triple h can have a picture with himself (laughs) 
holding the NXT title. Uh, Tristan Thorne again. On my comment earlier, I mostly just wanted to see the mandible claw put on Lesnar. A win over him would have been amazing. Dreams, baby. LOL. Still time. Yeah, I it think can happen. The Fiend versus Lesnar is a is a big time top five pay-per-view match that yeah. will happen. Uh, and Sterling Van, NXT should win for a ratings boost from WWE's POV. Yes. Maybe. Uh, on the subject of Raw overall, Canamil Probabil said, Ray with a Louis Vuitton mask was the best part. <laughs> it was an interesting pattern. It was lovely. Uh, Gabriel Michael says, to be honest, I thought Andrade versus Seth was quite good. Yeah, it was. But again, it's another example of Seth not having a finish to a match. Yeah. A guy can't finish. Metal Bear. Um, Owens versus Drew had me on the edge of my seat and was said to be a raw classic. My heart sank when Triple H's music hit. NXT Owens would be great again, though. Oh, yeah, it would be. If that had a finish, it would be in the conversation for best raw, best WWE TV matches of the year. Or if you... Including NXT. Yeah. And if you'd have done the Kevin Owens thing from the start and you built it over these few weeks with with Kevin Owens sticking with Raw and you know deciding not to team with Triple H and you could have had all of this Adam Cole t- tension with Triple H and you'd have built that over 4 weeks that would have been a really good moment actually yeah. but instead you did essentially 4 weeks worth of storylines in one segment mm. Uh, Dinsey Noblet says, not to, uh, not saying it means anything, absolutely nothing, but Sarah Logan is now blonde and suddenly getting on pay-per-view. Is she blonde now? I've no idea, because the photo they've got of her is from like two years ago. Yeah. The photo on the website for Seth Rollins still has him with the Universal Championship. Spoiler. Oblivious Carey says, um, what Joe mean people like Bobby Lashley? Sigh. Probably, he, he was probably making a joke about people who cheat, like sleep with other men's wives. Yeah, or big lads. Yeah. Uh, Ed LFU, uh, LUFC 98 <laughs> As far as I know KO versus McIntyre Is still going on Surely Drew took the count out loss <laughs> yeah. Austin McCormick Samoa Joe Equals best commentator In WWE Now Mauro Ronaldo Is still there Oh yeah And then Nigel McGuinness Nigel yeah. Absolutely Wilson Simons Shame the crowd Was so quiet For Akira versus Buddy Hell of a match. Really innovative stuff. I, I loved uh, when Buddy went for the cheeky Nandos and Akira Tozawa just kicked him yeah. from that position. Uh, Jobber JJ, Ollie Davis' number one fan. Um, Black locked the door because he was taking a toilet break. So he's got he's got an ensuite in there. Man, they're nice. really pushing the boat yeah. out for us to Black in his own personal space. Um, was Lana referencing the 90-day non-compete clause? That's from Wayne. No, I mean, maybe it's on her mind and it slipped in. It was definitely meant to be miles and feet, apparently. Uh, so WWE related Sparks writes won't be here for Saturday so figured I'll ask now how many yes kicks do you see Daniel Bryan landing on the fiend so I guess he means Sunday I'd say at least 200 wow joy emoji that's a, that's a lot I think running knees are going to be the multiple finishers that the fiend stands up from yeah no I, I'd certainly say so bear in mind when we did our uh, full gear predictions our bonus question was how many super kicks will the young bucks throw I went with 12 which I thought was a conservative amount. <laughs> and apparently it was six, ah. which really means I think the Bucks were holding themselves back. It's like they know how to work. <laughs> Jobber JJ 496 I don't care for war games when teaming at Survivor Series for brand supremacy. I don't care about baby faces and heels working together. So many vacant spots. Yeah, I think it's... I, I, I really, yeah, I, I'm not into you doing a this sort of like separate universe thing where NXT are feuding with each other so much they have had to have two separate war games matches and then 24 hours later are all mm. fighting for the same team 
it doesn't work for like for me personally it just doesn't work yeah it doesn't it doesn't doesn't mesh michael dominguez you think street profits are the new crime time i mm, think no. i think the only similarities there are uh you know their race yeah uh, new Punk rants, after the Lana BS, 2000 WCW stories are better than 2019 WWE. No, they're not. WCW, WCW 2000 is still way worse. 2001, good. 2000, <laughs> ooh, way worse. Uh, the invasion sucks, no good stories, nothing redeeming. WWE should just hire Arquette. Did you see Arquette's on backstage tomorrow? Tonight. Sorry, tonight, you're right, um, taking promo classes. See RJ City uh, tweeting about that, because RJ City was the guy who's been teaming with our Arquette on the indies and like really helping him back in the ring and he said with promo class he's like well thanks for nothing Dave yeah <laughs> uh, Matthew Scheel AEW is better than WWE in ring story and logic um, definitely story and logic for my money definitely uh, some of the in ring stuff this week though was really really but yeah the raw, raw you just see when you give them time and let them go like the, the caliber of the wrestlers in WWE just as good it's yeah. you know they've got the best roster on the planet of all time mm-hmm. and like you I, I think that AEW has done some amazing stuff with the talent that they have got but I don't think they have made a star quite like Smackdown did with Adam Cole in his match with Daniel Bryan like in one match they made him feel like such a huge deal Hartley Reaper with Fox being owned by Disney does that make Stephanie McMahon a Disney princess I don't well think Fox so. don't own um not that part of Fox. No, it's a Disney yeah. bought the Fox intellectual property of, of like Simpsons and Star Wars. It, it, they the bought movies. the movies division yeah. and sort of the yeah, the T V division, TV but stuff. not the news division. Gazzatola of Rock and Roller. After twenty five plus years of watching WWE, I have decided I won't be switching to BT in January. So this is in the UK where it's gonna move from the long time network essentially of Sky over to BT. Feels like an effort to watch Raw and SmackDown these days. If it weren't for NXT, I would be ditching the network. Wow. Strong things. 25 I need, years. I need to speak to uh, my friend John, actually, because he's a, he's the only reason he's on Sky or got Sky Sports is so he can watch WWE. I'll be very interested to know if he's switching over to BT. Zornis, AEW had seven weeks to build interest in their young cast. NXT the same. To win for once, they have to bring the old guys. I love NXT, but I hope they lose on Wednesday. Ooh. Uh, Fergal McClements, Finn went down to NXT, pissed off to do this would be better. Uh, <laughs> Finn went down to NXT, pissed off to do this would be better. I don't really yeah, know. Sure. But he's got another comment here. Yeah. Uh, Fergal McClements again, NXT losing to AEW will make Vince take the wrong message and this will bury NXT for good. Be better if AEW was beating Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I guess there is that danger. If AEW beats NXT on Wednesday, maybe Vince goes, I've got to step in here. Cucking storyline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, start recording. Is it possible that Edge can be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble? Yeah, we had that question yeah. in the community yesterday, but certainly. Pavi let Andy out of his cage. I know you guys are trying to judge WWE and AEW on the same scale, but honestly, can you even do that? NXT is the only one that can be on the AEW stage. Well, enough with the AEW bias. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, I think what we've said it before. We we judge AEW and New Japan and NXT on a different, with a different mindset to Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. and pay, WWE pay per views. One sports entertainment, and the other one is more it's wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, start recording with a very generous super chat. Thank you very much. Three feuds I think Brock Lesnar needs are versus Ricochet or Drew McIntyre. Not so into that just because they're quite Mm. big. 
and Alistair Black. Alistair yes. Black. Alistair Black versus Brock Lesnar would be amazing. I think it's a crime that we haven't got a Lesnar versus McIntyre match yet. And with Black, obviously, <laughs> they should just build him up massively. Well, I mean, Alistair Black, you just put him in storylines. Yeah. Be a, you know, as a good start. Um, but the McIntyre stuff, yeah, I think it would be good, but I don't think it would have that same fire. Lesnar works so well with guys who are smaller than him. I think Black and Ricochet fit into that category. No, and Vince will probably book it a handicap match, though. <laughs> Not believable. Start recording again. Which WWE pay-per-views are usually consistently good, or at least decent, apart from Royal Rumble, seeming as they are the obvious choice? Oh, that's tough. Good. I was going to say WrestleMania, but there have been some dud WrestleManias over the years, so you can't say that it's been consistently good. Actually, I think there might have been some dud Rumbles along the way. I like Money in the Bank. Yeah, Money in the Bank's a good shout. So, interestingly, on that Take subject, yeah, on that subject, someone asked me yesterday in the community, "What's your match of the decade?" And my answer was, uh, "Punk Cena, Punk Cena, Money in the Bank." Yeah, yeah, I'd probably go. With so that I'd, money, I'd go with Money in the Bank. Off the top of my head, I agree. Uh, Pavi let Andy out of his cage again after watching the OC match in NXT. I thought Khan and Luke. Luke's movements were like robots, while NXT wrestlers are more fluent. WWE ruins wrestlers. I think that's unfair. I think on the main roster, they are told to slow down a bit. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think to say that Carl uh, Anderson moves around like a robot is, is unfair. Chris Connor. Now all I want is an English Rusev reunion. Cheers. Yeah. It's got to happen. <laughs> Uh, on the subject of wrestle talk, miscellaneous as it's been spelt here on our documents, <laughs> Mitchell Heffley. Last Saturday was my birthday. Can I get a late happy birthday from you guys? Merry happy bar mitzvah. Happy Christmas. Uh, Finn Brennan got an Xmas job. First day off in ages. Have money. Oh, cheers, buddy. Working over the Christmas, Christmas period. I When I was uh, saying over the weekend that I'm feeling really festive, someone said, you should work in retail when it comes to mm. Christmas. I was like, oh, I did. I used to work in a toy shop over the Christmas period. It was the busiest, most chaotic days, but I loved every second of it. So great. Christmas is the best. Jesse Vennywills, uh, schedule, schedule, schedule. Love Luke angering lads. Schedule. Schedule. Uh, Swaft Daddy Johnny D. Ollie, you're wrong about the Boston Crabs. Boston is known for the crab people. I'm from Massachusetts, so I should know. Loved and miss you guys. I didn't put it together in my head that I said Boston Crab. That's where it I came thought that's from. why you did it. No, no, no. I, I just thought you were making a why... really good wrestling joke. No, no, no. I didn't realize I did that. <laughs> you were thinking of crab people. King Rasta, I'll place one card face down and end my turn. Cool. Cool. Uh, Dan Sky with a very generous donation oh, said I, I was there last night front row TV side and I was curious Whoa. if you were able to pick up on Orton's amazing one-liners to Ricochet during their match he was uh. hilarious wasn't sure if it was on an ad break or not it's from Dan Van Sky no um, but he was talking to him in, on last week's main event I remember that and that was some good interaction yeah um, but if you were there Dan Van Sky someone a few rows behind you had an amazing cultaholic sign where was your support wrestle talk one? Uh, and lastly, Kevin uh, on the subject of wrestle talk says, uh, "Ollie just opened my eyes. Rowan and Truth in a team. It's the spider inside the box. Rowan helps Truth beat his arachnophobia because remember, Truth is afraid of two things: spiders and ladders." Got that a guy also said sorry for the crazy typos. And, there were no typos. And we've got some last minute ones. First in from Dan's guy who says, uh, my title merging idea to me would mean that the champion could show up on any brand and defend at any time and feud with anyone on any brand. Well, that's worked out so well for the women's tag titles. So mm. I, if, if that's mm. what we're using as an example, I'm not sure that it's 
in WWE's wheelhouse. Um, or is it, yeah, anyway, I, I won't, I'll tell you that off mic because I thought it was really funny. Anyway, Valentine's Tube. Uh, speaking of announcers, uh, what do you think of Lord Alfred Hayes? Does WWE feel lost <sighs> in a hedge maze a la Potter? Lovely time with the English boys. I, I, I always jarred with me. Uh, Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah. I, I would used to watch it on the sort of WWE vintage uh, to, recap. Yeah, the Silver Vision videos yeah. they used to put out. Uh, Dan Walensky said, I'd argue that AEW got Darby Allen over. Yeah, cannot wait for the Moxley match That's tomorrow. In response to my, I don't think AEW's got anyone over to the level that they got Adam Cole over in that one match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That Adam Cole one is is another level, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, no, I was going to say it's lastly, but it's not. Uh, penultimately, Jobber JJ, AEW has matches such as Nick Jackson versus Phoenix and Moxley versus Derby. NXT has Lucha Jobber Party running off the undisputed <laughs> era. AEW is beating NXT in the ratings. We'll see. We'll see on Wednesday. It's a, oh, oh, Friday when it comes out. It's tough to say. And Pavi let Andy Adams case said, if Lana and Rusev leave WWE, the only other couple that is there is Alistair Black and Zelina Vega. No, not another cheating storyline. But they're not an on-air couple there's also Charlotte and Andrade you could turn them into an on-screen couple uh, Seth and Becky they've already been an on-screen couple uh, we've also got some donations with no messages thank you very much Mr. Throwups and Swaff Daddy Johnny D thank you very much uh, thank you all so much so Luke uh, so not Luke Pete and Laurie will be back right after this on our Twitch channel playing WWE 2K20 oh you love WWE 2K20 I think they might be the only two people in the world still playing it we were the biggest Screamstalkers Twitch was the biggest WWE 2K20 streamer last Tuesday <laughs> by like 80 people because no one else was streaming it. Everyone's given up on the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nine out of ten, Cultaholic, I believe. Did they, did they really? No, I'm joking. They just, did it last, GM. they just did it last year because they got sent out to see them and everything. This is a Rusev Hey in from Cameron from Milton, Ontario, Canada, who says, Good morning slash afternoon, like, uh, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Chopper, and Dave. So a Rusev Hey last Dave. year. Uh, Save Dave. Sent <laughs> a Rusev Hay last year talking about former WWE wrestler Tiger Ali Singh. Here in Milton, Ontario, Canada, Singh and his father, the legendary Tiger Jeet Singh, ran a giant uh, run a giant toy drive every Christmas. As a That's reporter, nice. I get the kick uh, get to attend the kickoff on Miracle on Main Street. It's a massive event that raised hundred thousand dollars plus in toys for kids in the area. Wow. Sings have plans to wow, make Miracle on Main nice. Street a national event where we will fly across the country providing toys for children whose parents may not be able to afford these gifts, like a giant Canadian Indian Santa Claus. Uh, this is just another reminder that while Tiger Ali Singh wasn't all that great as a wrestler, he's an excellent human being. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and I hope you guys enjoy the winter. And he's uh, attached some photos. I remember from this from last year. There's yeah, Tiger Ali Singh and the, the oh drive. look at all those toys. They're uh, decent toys as well. They're good not looking like, toys. Uh, knockoff ones. No. Oh, that's that's so lovely. We're entering the the Christmas Christmas period. Should we do something for charity? Oh, I think we should. My lady yeah. partner has made everyone at work not do Secret Santa and instead do some charity drive to get it's a, it's, a, it's something that a lot of places can sign up to where you effectively. Give ten or fifteen quid, and that buys a present for a kid. Like that's a de- lovely, like a decent present. Yeah, for that's a good. Kid. Uh, apparently, quite a few people have come in and said, "Well, you can have these old toys." And that's not what it's about. No. It's new cool toys. I don't want your Power Rangers <laughs> Dino Riders. I want the the new I Power do. Rangers toys. Um, but yeah, so, so she's doing that, and you know, she's she's. I think I have to be prompted to be be a nice person out of jealousy. <laughs> 
but she's an actual nice person who does this thing off her own back. She's lovely. So now it has created a, a competitive no environment in the house. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. I mean, BB one, <laughs> and then 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 lady partner down here. But yeah, it has. I don't want her to think she's better than me. <laughs> And that's where all good charity comes from, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Out of uh, guilt and competitiveness. Hmm. So, so I don't know if anyone's got any ideas. Yeah. Well, we actually... So I was feeling festive AF over the weekend. Festive. So, so festive. Like, it what is... What got you festive? Well, we, so we were at my um, my wife's... Well, my in-laws um, and her grandparents were there. And we were looking at, like, the Asda Christmas catalogue things where they say, like, here's some meals that you can make over christmas mm. and there's lots of christmas adverts on tv at the moment oh they've begun in a hard way haven't they just and i just feel like everyone is talking about christmas and i just got this sudden pang of like i'm feeling so christmasy because i love christmas mm. it's just it's the most wonderful time of the year from december 1st through to december like you know 31st maybe the 25th 26th i am mr christmas like i just want it to be christmas all the oh, time oh i know yeah, I've worked with you for quite a long time. <laughs> I've done a few of these with you. So I, I love me some Christmas. And you, But by the way, when we moved into our most recent office, which was, it was October, wasn't it? But we looked around there in September. Yes. There were some Christmas decorations yes. that the then occupants were going to get rid of. Oh, yeah. And you said, do you want those Christmas decorations? Well, no, no. They said, I don't suppose you want the Christmas decorations. As a joke. And you said... Yes, I do want all those Christmas decorations. <laughs> and we've got them. And it's a good move because now we can... Uh, We're going to festive up the office. Come December 1st, I'm, festi- I'm festiving up that office. Mm. And so I was sat there and I kept saying to my, to my wife, it's, it's like November 16th. I can't get Christmassy just yet. I, I'm feeling very festive, but I can't be festive because it's not December 1st yet. You're not like, a closer. What I want to do, I want to put up my tree. Like, yeah. I want to put up my tree and I want to put up my lights. And I want to, yes, yes, right now. I want to put up my tree. I want to put up my lights. And I want to watch Christmas movies and listen to Christmas songs. But I am, I'm holding it in. I'm <laughs> no nutting November. So <laughs> I can get to December 1st. No hazelnut November. <laughs> no chestnut November yeah. um, anyway <laughs> so I am I'm waiting until December 1st but my wife and I essentially considered because she's also feeling very festive we're like let's watch a Christmas movie oh you watched one we watched a Christmas movie oh, we watched mid-November we watched uh, Netflix's new Christmas movie because like, Netflix have essentially cornered the market on making crap, crap Christmas yeah. films I don't know go over and look at Channel 5 <laughs> <laughs> well, but Netflix are doing it on like a big grand scale yes, with sort of like yeah, very yeah. good casts. And their new one this year is called Let It Snow. And I only found this out afterwards. It's it's based on a book that was done by the same guy that did The Fault in Our Stars. Um, John Green, I think his name yes, is. Yes, he was a YouTuber, or probably still is. Yeah. But very, very engaging. Indeed, guy. yes. But And so this was a book that he wrote. It's not as like heartfelt as The Fault in Our Stars. It didn't make me cry as much as The Fault in Our Stars did because, core blimey. What that, does? What, what does, indeed, what does? I'll never forget that Fox security guard that laughed at me as I looked <laughs> at that press screening. Um, yes, it is a sad film, actually. The kid's dying of cancer. Anyway, I uh, so we watched that film and it just made me even more festive. Mm. And it, I, I mean, I, I wanted to be festive anyway because Laurie doesn't like Christmas. Oh, he's and, a Grinch. And it just annoys him even more that I'm well Christmassy. I just had an idea. No, this was an idea I had about two weeks ago 
And I thought, that's a fun idea. And I completely forgot about it, but I was going to bring it to you. And seeing that I see the podcast intro and outro was out of continuity. Oh, yeah. Like when Jericho can talk to Kenny Omega about their Wrestle Kingdom match. Exactly. Can, can dissect it the next day on the podcast. It's out of continuity. A running, a December storyline where Laurie is the Grinch and you are the Christmas elf. And I don't know. That's all I've got. <laughs> okay. But like Laurie's trying to sabotage Christmas and we just play it through in some skits. I don't know. Well, we did have that other idea for a Christmas video that I pitched. Maybe we'll talk about that off mic. Because I do think it's a really good idea. And I think what it'd is be the a really Christmas fun... party no, 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 that we the, were going to film? Not the Christmas special that we do here and obviously the, the Christmas party, there was a, a different kind of video that yeah. I was pitching. I, t- I sent it over text message when I woke up and like in mid-October because I had this great <laughs> idea for a, for a Christmas thing. Um, but anyway, uh, Let It Snow, perfectly fine. It is a three-star movie at a push. Mm. But uh, the, the central performances are so good that it actually elevated it. And it was, you know, Christmas, I elevated it as well. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, really. It was very, very festive, very fun. Um, Tom Holland's mate from Spider-Man is in it. Yes. Not Ganky, whatever they call him in this one. Ned, that's what they call him. Uh, the girl who played Dora in uh, the, the live-action Dora the Explorer movie. No idea. Which, by the way, is fantastic. It's so much fun. Good to know. It's so funny. Um, the guy who voiced Miles Morales in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is one of the leads uh, in the film as well. Wow. Yeah. It's ju- and all, all big names. Well, young up and coming names. That's mm. what I liked about yeah, it. Yeah. With the exception of NXT. Yes, it's the NXT of Christmas movies. <laughs> and um yeah, and it's also got because it's a Netflix movie, so you have to get a star from the past. It's got um Joan Cusack in it. Do you think that cast is going to invade Stranger Things? <laughs> well, no, because they're also like four. No, you want to involve like you want to have a show that's full of like you want to do it in Frank, Gray, uh, Frankie and Grace, or Grace the and Kaminsky Frankie rather, method, the or the Kaminsky, that, yeah, yeah, yeah totally, Douglas. something like that, where you have got like a lot of older guys. Anyway, we need to wrap this up because we've gone way over time here, and we need to go live. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, when are we next back? Oh, on, uh, well, on Thursday. Thursday, we'll probably the... have Survivor Series predictions. Yes. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow, and we're going to be uh, here on Thursday for the AEW review. We can't really do it. No, we have to wait until after NXT because we still don't know who Team NXT is. Oh, God, yeah. So we're going to have to wait until NXT's done. Wow. Um, But we'll have predictions for Survivor Series and War Games, reviews of AEW and NXT and SmackDown coming this week. What a busy old week it is. Thank you for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.